0: Hey, what's up, guys? And oh, welcome fuck back! It finally. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> okay, clearly I've been keeping him waiting for a while. Uh, welcome back to our podcast. This is episode number three. I'm reporting to you live—not <laughs> live, but from my nice home with my dogs, just relaxing. No kids. It's beautiful. <laughs> So, hi, Tyler. How are you doing today?
1: I am great, Kim. I am reporting to you live from shitty Regina, Saskatchewan. Ooh, ah. No, I hate, I hate Saskatchewan. You know this. You know, okay. Saskatchewan, I think, the, the whole province of Saskatchewan, I don't know what they were thinking when they designed these cities, but clearly they thought no one was actually going to live in these shithole fucking cities. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I hate how Saskatoon is set up. I hate how Regina is set up. They have a main truck road that goes north-south through Saskatchewan. You have to deviate, otherwise you're going to take the top of your frickin' truck off. That's how they design this, these cities. Regina, oh, you're on the highway? On a major highway? No, we're, we're going to put ten different lights from when you... Well, I guess the whole time you're on Highway 16. It's Highway 16 all, all the way through. But they put like 10 lights at the junction of... I can't remember where it is. 16 and whatever the fuck takes you to whatever's north of, that, of
2: Saskatoon. Whatever it is. I can't, I can't remember what takes you up that, further that way. But they put lights all over the place.
1: They built a ring road, and just like Winnipeg, and their infinite
2: wisdom, they put lights on a through road. Like on, a, on, a, on a perimeter road. What? Like,
1: I think, I think Saskatoon and Regina are taking lessons from, from how Winnipeg designs their roads. <laughs> so, so for people that don't know, take a look at take a look at Dougald Road and the Perimeter Highway. They rebuilt that. They moved that highway. It used to be further towards Winnipeg.
2: They took it, and they moved it maybe, what, 100 feet east? And so the old one used to have train tracks on it. The new one that they built? New one.
1: This is new. This is Somebody thought, hey, we, we should move this road over here. They left, they, they didn't put like an overpass, they didn't put a, like a junction, like overpass, underpass, they didn't put an interchange there. They literally just moved the road a hundred feet from where it was, and said job done. All along the south side of the perimeter. Instead of it being the fast way, they put lights up it, all around it. I, I don't understand what's with these cities. Like, I, I, I've now with being all over,
2: you know, going all all over North America, you realize just how dumb Manitoba and Saskatchewan are. Alberta doesn't have roads like this. On Stony Trail, all around Calgary, there's no lights. There's no lights. Um, in Edmonton, the, what is that, Anthony Henday, No lights. In fact, Saskatoon fucked up their roads so bad, they put lights where trains are. So, I... Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just just
1: hold on. Just hold on. on. Okay. Okay, so... When you are traveling, when you come from the west side of Saskatoon, I think that's Highway 14, I think it is. You take that, when you're taking that highway, you end up going south down whatever stupid name they probably, the hillbilly road or whatever they call it. <laughs> so there's a sec- there's a section where you exit the highway and you end up taking a left. They have train tracks. So, and this is all new construction. So let me refer, this is new construction. This is something that somebody designed and approved. Instead of putting an underpass where the trains are, or an overpass where the trains are, like a you know like a a bridge,
2: something to get over the tracks on a ring road, a perimeter road, they have one set of lights.
1: I, I'm assuming this is for when trains are there, but there, there's no clear signage that says anything. They have no clear signage there. So they have one line, like one stop line, so a white line, you know, your traffic lights,
2: red, yellow, green. And then about 50 feet down, they have stop line and another set of lights. So with this road, it either diverts to the left, or you continue straight into whatever hellhole Saskatoon has decided to put there. So, I, they, the the train tracks cut across the road twice. So there's either one track that goes
1: out of the city, that goes west, or there's one that goes south. This is the type of fucking idea that these guys had. Instead
2: of building it under the train, the the train tracks, they decided to build on the fucking train tracks. I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. How do you... They fucked it up, Kim. They fucked it up. They uh, fucked it
1: up. It's Just a little bit. I don't understand how you build. You spend multi-millions of dollars that was hot. On, on expanding this. So people don't have to drive through your shitty fucking city. And you fucked it up! You fucked it up! I don't get it. Toronto! The, the the center of the fucking universe hasn't even fucked up their roads that bad. And Saskatchewan has nothing! It's not like they, they don't have... like It's not like they have hills to contend with. It's not mountains. Well, mind you, Toronto isn't exactly mountainous, but Vancouver hasn't fucked it up. They only have... They, they don't have an... There's no excuse for Vancouver. It's where the road ends. That's where the highway stops is at Vancouver. Even they didn't fuck it up this hard. There's one main road, Trans Canada Highway, that goes all the way from Vancouver all
2: the way to whatever island the, the PEI is. There's there's no lights. Except through cities that decide to do this type of crap. Winnipeg put that the, the south side is supposed to be the fast way. I this is I don't know if it's... Do, do they hate cars? Do, they, do, do cities just hate fucking cars? I don't think they hate cars. <laughs> I think
0: they hate people.
2: <laughs> oh, they have to. They have, they have to.
1: I don't... Un- Speaking of people that I fucking hate, why do bicyclists sit on the fucking road? Why are they on the road?
0: Well, they're on the road because they're told that they have to be on the road. They're not allowed to be on the sidewalks, which to me is absolutely absurd because I find bicyclists on or cyclic, whatever, on the road so much
1: more dangerous. I call them cycle tarts. You call them what? Cycle tarts. They're cycle tarts. <laughs> so, I don't understand it. They don't have insurance. They don't follow any of the traffic laws and, and, and I, like, I don't know if, it, if, if this is the same thing for every other province
2: but in the states it's very clearly stipulated that hey dum-dums cars go on roads cars can't stop good <laughs> so they, they tell
1: people stay off the road that's li- literally what they, they tell people cars go room on road people no go like how how much more do you need to dumb it down like
0: i don't know i thinking- guess they think that because there's wheels they should be on the road and it's dangerous for them to be on the sidewalks because of pedestrians but uh, I find that the, uh, less dangerous. And if that's their uh, concern, then they should have two sidewalks or make the sidewalks bigger so it can accommodate. But then being on the roads, especially being in Manitoba in the wintertime when they're on the roads, like, Jesus. If they wipe out and then you have to different. try to slam on your brakes to
1: avoid them on ice, good luck with that. Well,
2: I've never understood it. And, like, I- I'll make this comparison. When a car hits a bicyclist, they're probably gonna
1: die. Like, if a cyclist just goes across, well, I guess
2: cyclists, well, I don't know, maybe they do, like, with whatever whatever brain cells these dudes have left. But, if a car hits a cyclist, there's a good chance that dude's he's gonna get fucked up.
1: He's gonna get hurt. Like, badly. He's gonna get hurt. Oh yeah. There's a There's a better chance of him, if he gets hit by a car to him dying, than if that
2: fucking guy on a bike was on the sidewalk and hit someone. And and I don't, I don't, don't, I'm sorry, like, I'm, I'm,
1: I don't get it. I don't get it. They don't have insurance. Um, every, like, Manitoba is famous for this, and MPI... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. I don't know how much more burden or how much how much less you need to make
2: driving a a nuisance for drivers before people finally, they stop. It's, like it, it, it's kind of like I don't know. I, I, I can't even think of like a, like a, a, a proper analogy. It'd be like putting
1: barricades up on the roads it'd be putting potholes on the road it'd be putting everything in a driver's way for them to finally say i give up i can't do this <laughs> putting I potholes on the road <laughs> manitoba or
0: winnipeg is famous for a potholes that's literally a game every spring is to dodge the potholes mm-hmm. our roads are
1: shit but it's just you know, oh, it's, if, if, if a pedestrian runs onto the road, well, it's a driver's responsibility.
2: At, at, at what point do you have to say, maybe they kind of deserved it? Like, I can understand with a small child. Blame I mean, the fucking parents!
1: Put the kid on the leash! That was a cool thing in, like, the 60s, 70s. They put their kids on leashes because they knew their kids were fucking dumb.
0: Actually, do you know where the children on a leash thing came from?
1: I have, I don't know, no, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> so it actually came back from, in 1993, there was a woman in England who was there with her two-year-old child at the mall, sorry, I forgot to mention that. And she literally turned her back for like 30 seconds and her child was taken. And it turned out, it's actually a quite sad story, but it had turned out this little boy was taken from two other young boys. He was lured out of the store. They were 12 years old and they had taken him out, lured him out of the mall and brutally tortured and killed him. Um, These two young boys, they had actually looked back on the security camera and the amount of time that it took for these two 12-year-old boys to lure this two-year-old kid away from his mom and out of the mall was only four minutes. It was actually quite sad, and it was this big worldwide story. Like, everyone knew about it, and everyone was freaking out. And that's when the children on a leash thing had started. Parents were so freaked out, they started putting their kids on a leash because they were scared someone was going to take their kid, and they would have that same type of fate. I'm not going to get into the details of that story of that poor kid because it was very brutal. But that's where it came from.
2: Oh, okay. Um, well, what was the initial reason for me, for this story? Oh, I don't
1: remember. Um, <laughs> we were talking about bicyclists
0: being on the sidewalks. Oh, right, okay,
1: yeah, was, well, <laughs> thank you for derailing all of that, that was super
0: cool. You're welcome, um, I just figured I'd put in my factoid story for you.
1: Yeah, um.
2: Um, okay, well, I um, totally forget where I was going with that like whole thing. But, uh, but yeah. Um, well, we were talking, or you were talking
0: about uh, the roads in Regina, because that's where you're reporting from in
1: Saskatoon. Oh, right. So, MPI, well, it seems, not MPI, but it seems like Manitoba, I don't know if this is other places, I would assume so. But it seems, especially, well, my strict knowledge is in Manitoba that uh, if someone walks on the road, like, a driver has to do everything in their power not to hit that person. And I don't, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the whole point of it, was, yeah, freaking
2: kids on a leash and, yeah, maybe, yeah. Okay. Now I remember. But, um, like, at it, it almost becomes like, like, I, I respect the road, and what's on the road. Cars are, you know, fucking killing machines. And, like, we're, we're, we're so comfortable in, in North America that you
1: could walk out in front of a car and you know they're gonna stop. You know it. You know they're gonna slam on their brakes to not hit you. Well, you're going to hope so, anyway. Well, but, like, that's... Like, that's what everyone does. If you see someone walking out on the road, you're not going to say, Oh, well, tough shit, buddy.
2: People are just... They're going to try and stop it. People have no fear, no respect that a car cannot stop. But, uh, I don't know. No, I gotta say,
0: the mentality of it, like, when I was a dumb kid or a teenager, I should say, but I, in my mind, because when you're a teenager, you think the entire world revolves around you and everybody else has to cater to you. So I remember when I was walking across the street, I was like, fuck them. They have breaks. They can stop. I'm fucking crossing. That was the mentality that I had had back in the day. And I can guarantee you a lot of other people have that same mentality. So.
1: Well, and, well, but that's, that's being a teenager. Like. Yeah. There, like, there's a,
2: like. Um, fact, well, not, not factually, but there's been studies that have shown that teenagers
1: don't, like, they can't. And this kind of ties, like, I guess, ties with
2: children as well is they can't understand distance. So, like, teenagers, like, they, they think, oh, I, you know, 60 kilometers or whatever,
1: an hour a vehicle's moving, oh, that's miles away. I remember taking one of the kids for a walk. It's a car at, like, three blocks away and the kid was going i was saying, okay well we, we can cross the street we were just going to the park he's like no dad there's a car there's a car you, you can't go i'm like dude we, we can go we can we can go look how far away it is no we need to wait until the cars are all gone i'm like <laughs> but um yeah so it was just but teenagers kind of have that same little bit of same like they don't understand like distances
0: Well, it's it's not even just distances. They can't comprehend how long it takes for a couple hundred pound, couple thousand pound vehicle to actually break. They think that it's going to be instant. Like, as soon as you slam on the brakes, you're going to stop on a dime. But they don't realize the time that it actually takes.
1: Yeah, no, and it's... uh well, I don't, I don't know, but anyways, we're kind, we're kind of getting on an aside here, but my main point was, I don't understand why they, like, I was I was driving into work, and there were
2: a, a group of cycle tards going, going down the highway, and they were two, three abreast, and to the point that people were not able to get around them. They couldn't get around these, you know, three, four people. And they're just, oh, well, we're, we're on the highway, it's our thing. Like, it's, it's so... I, I don't know, it's so... just... But people just have that, that overall expectation that
1: the cars are going to stop. The cars will go around us. The car, you know, like... Man, I, like, there's so many times through intersections I see someone on a bike they just cross traffic, they go where the, like the pedestrian crosswalk they ride across it and then they continue on and they cross to, you know, the opposing traffic
2: and then back over. What? In what world? Like, you, you can't even, you know when people will go to
1: an intersection they'll, they'll, they think they're like, you know, super fucking bright? So they'll make a right, and then they'll U-turn, and then they'll continue on? Like, they, like they've, they've, you know, Oh, I, I, I got the system? That, they, I bet they never thought of this sweet fucking move. <laughs> like, n- no, you, you,
2: you can't just U-turn in the middle of, of, like, downtown Winnipeg. You just can't. Like, you know, lines kind of mean things. But... Whatever. Who, who the fuck am I? Like,
1: just some, just some dumbass.
2: No, so, I,
0: I wouldn't say that you're just some dumbass. I mean, you more than anybody travel on the road all the time.
1: I will give it to uh, you know the governor in Florida. At least he's uh, he's kind of cracking down on this type of crap. Well, I guess with the whole all the riots and everything, you know, like the U.S. kind of down but what
0: do you mean how
1: so Well he he ended up toughening laws on people that uh, if there's a, a riot or
2: people surround a vehicle and that vehicle cannot get out they're protected by law to run through those people
1: what what Yeah so if if like let's say a riot broke out and on the highway you ended up getting stopped and people surrounded your vehicle and were well typical crap that, uh, these kind of organizations do is pull people out of the cars and beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Well, Florida said, no, we cannot, like, no, you can't do that. So, and, and it's, it's a very strict, uh, uh, you know, very high barrier, but people are now at least assured that they can escape. Because it, it is... No, and some people have made the argument that it is a type of uh, false imprisonment, of kidnapping. So, you know, people like to, you know, there's been a lot of laws that have been uh, just gone way beyond their scope and their intention to the fact of absolute moonacy. But, I don't know, it's...
0: So, sorry, let me get this straight. So... In Florida, they have laws now that will protect you if, say, I'm in a vehicle, people start surrounding it, people are trying to pull me out of the vehicle or trying to attack someone in the vehicle that I can just go, and if somebody, unfortunately, gets hurt, the law will kind of protect me against that.
1: Well, I'm sure there will still be a costly court battle. but yeah. But, yeah, uh, that was put into law. Which, you know, and to, to an extent, like... And that's the difference with, like, the U.S. and Canada. The U.S., you can be charged for traveling on the road as a pedestrian. And there are laws that govern, like, if there is no road, you should be doing this. You have to do this. And, it, and in Canada, it's
2: just... No, it's just, it's just a bigger sidewalk with, with cool designs all over it. That's what our roads are. It's it, it
1: puts so much pressure, and, uh, and I'll say, as someone that drives a semi, if someone pulls out in front of me, you know what the, cr- the crazy part of, of, of this is? If this happened, if I collided with
2: someone and, well, I don't know, they got hurt, they're looking at me first. They're looking at the professional driver. Well, why
1: aren't you? Why didn't you see that coming? How did you not? Like, at, at what point is. Dude, I have ten other things that I need to focus on before I need to focus on this fucking guy walking out into traffic.
0: Well, and even still, it's not even just the fact of, you know, being cognizant of there being people on the side of the road. So, okay, yes, you... At any given point, this guy could be a fucking dumbass and decide to jump out in front of the truck. Yes, you have to be aware of that, which you are. However, again, this goes with the mentality of people. They do not understand how long it takes for certain vehicles to drive. No,
2: I, it, no it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. It's not that. Shut the fuck up. Not you. I was talking to my phone. Um, it's not that. Children, I can understand. They don't understand that. People, adults. How, like, no, it's, it's a forced, it's like a, just a, a blase, oh, well,
1: I know nothing's gonna happen. I am terrified of fucking roads.
2: Like, if I'm walking, I look on the opposite side. I, I see people with earphones in just walking down the side of the road. What? What? That, that has never crossed my mind. When If I do it because I'm trying to hear
1: something in particular, if I'm listening to something, I am paranoid. I am almost a manic fucking freak. Because I'm, I'm trying to I'm, then I, it's either I'm trying to look back while walking even if I'm on the opposite side of the road, I'm sitting, I'm super I'm hyper-focused that There's 4, 10, 20, 100,000 pounds of killing machine. That's what? It's just the expectation that, hey, this car isn't going to smash into me. And it happens all the time. All the time. How many videos have you seen of people that are sitting and looking on their phone and they're walking somewhere and they walk into something? Oh my god, so many. There was a video I seen of a late and this, to tie this all in this fucking broad walks across four lanes of traffic two going one way two going the other way
2: this fucking bozo walks between cars they're moving she's looking at her phone she ends up hitting the side of a u-haul fucking truck
1: like into into it into like 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 bang boom in her face <laughs> the, 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 her right. the,
2: like, and these people are allowed to fucking breed. I, it, I, and I, 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 and I'm sure as sh- I,
1: I would not be surprised if this was the type of person that that happened. And she said, "Why did that car hit me?" Oh my god! It, right,
2: it'd be one of those. I, uh, what, I. Oh. It's like they, they just don't, they have no fucking fear. No fear. And I, I wish I was
1: as fearless as that fucking idiot was. And I know um, I'm, get, I'm getting right pissed off. I, I don't like, even
0: know if that's uh, no fear or just idiocy. I really think it's more so that they are the center of the universe and everybody's supposed to be paying attention to them. You know, cars should swerve to avoid them. They can do what they want to do. They're not paying attention to literally anything else that's outside of their immediate world. Their social media, their text message, whatever it may be, they're just so hyper-focused on it that they forget about the actual world
1: going on around them. Oh, I, they they have to. Like, these are the people that can't walk in two And these people are... Well, in, in Manitoba's case anyways, and
2: it seems like the rest of Canada kind of follows suit, that these, these types of people get licenses. That How many times? And how yeah. many times have, like,
1: don't. I'm not going to name names, and I'm not going to name people. So,
2: full, full disclosure, I was a driving instructor for a little while. The stories I would hear from people. People took 20, 30 tests for a semi. This thing, well, fully loaded is,
1: well, in the States it's 80,000 pounds. In Canada it's close to 100,000 pounds.
2: Because in Canada we can carry more weight than you can. States. And 20. 30 tries, 30 tries. I think at, at try number five, something has to happen. Some, something's got to change here. We, we can't keep doing the same
1: the same, well, like, maybe the stars will align this time. Well, they, they have to, right? Like eventually, like as the saying goes, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs>
0: I don't I know. I mean, for me personally, I feel that when it becomes to press or sorry, oh my god, let's try English. <laughs> when it comes to professional drivers that there shouldn't be the opportunity to be doing 50 million tests before you finally pass cuz to me that's a little scary. It's bad enough when it's your class 5 or whatever class it is and whatever province you're in or country, but When it comes to professional driver, like, you should know what to do. You should know how things are, the rules of the road. It shouldn't take you 50 million tries to pass that. And personally, I feel that after X amount, whether it's 5, 10, 10's too much, 5, we'll go with 5, you should just be cut off. Like, okay, dude, sorry, this is not... The job that you should be in.
2: Stars aren't job. aligning you Find something new. You can't new. do it.
1: No, it, it's not even. This isn't the job.
2: You can't do it. You can't do it. You well, can't yes. do it. You can't drive. You're. you No. You're. You're not allowed from to to drive. You can't do it. You're too
1: fucking dumb to drive. <laughs> but people. Oh, uh, it, it's like, it's a human right. I need to be able to drive. It. it no. It's. No. bad
2: just it's like a everything else
1: in yes. Canada. It's a fucking privilege.
0: It's not a driving right. is not a right.
1: Like, I was hearing in, I believe it's in Sweden. I think if you fail three times, you have to go for a psychological evaluation to make sure that you got all your faculties. Are you serious? I, I'm pretty sure it's Sweden. That's kind of awesome. I like oh. it. <laughs>
2: Um, but anyway, so it's, it's so, it's so unbelievable. And then I guess to go on like the professional driver side is anyone that drives a car, any, any four wheeler, what do they see when they see a semi?
1: Oh, it's just some stupid truck driver. He doesn't know what he's doing. But if one one of us, out of the 400-something thousand
2: drivers in North America, one of them fucks up. All of us are, are now treated like that guy. Think of the, the, the thing in Humboldt. And I,
1: I was saying this for years. For years. Not F-O-U-R. F-O-R. f o r four years. There
2: needs to be a higher standard. There should, it should almost be. I am like when, when I was doing evaluations, I made it clear I'm looking for a reason to fail you.
1: As mean as that sounds, because my name is on that evaluation form, and that, that's my reputation.
2: I would rather, hey, if you impress this guy, you know your shit. That's, that's what it, I don't know, and it seems like... Oh, they, they give a lot of leniency. A lot of
1: leniency.
0: Yeah, they do. And,
1: and, I, and I don't... I don't fault people that come here trying to make a better life for themselves. But if you can't read write French or English, it's our two official languages. Pick French. It's much easier than English. I barely understand English, and I've been studying it my whole fucking life. <laughs> but, you know, like, like a refugee is one thing. They're escaping persecution from their country. That is one thing. But if you choose to come here, and then you can't read English, you can't write
2: English, you can't... You can't... You can't communicate with the, the world that you're living in now. And, oh, well, we... we you know, we give them we give them leniency on that type of stuff. No. I don't our our signs are
1: in English. And I I don't want this to come across as though I'm like some I don't know, some some phobe or ist or whatever. I'm just thinking the amount of damage that it does to those people that come here. I'll I'll, sit, I'll tell one story. I'll tell one story. I know you have some stuff you want to talk about, but fuck you. I'm talking.
2: I love you too. <laughs> I've heard so many stories of guys, girls, people, whatever, come into Canada to get their to get
1: their, their CDL to get their class one easy wherever you are whatever you
2: call it to drive a semi. So many stories I have heard of guys having their work visas hung over their head. So if you came to Canada, let's just say, no,
1: you went to another country and you said, I want to live in this country. I want to, you know, and this is the profession
2: that I'm looking at taking up. And someone said, Kim, if you don't do this job, I'll send you back on whatever fucking piece of shit you came
1: here on and you can go back to your country.
0: Rude.
1: That's that's a common story, and nobody in this industry speaks
2: about it. nobody. It's just, oh well, chew them up, spit them out. We know that we have ten other guys just waiting to get here. So, you know, the, like in in here, we're we you know we we've we've pushed for, um, electronic, uh, driving logs, EDLs. Uh,
1: our, everything we do in, in this industry is regulated. And I've made this statement before. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm fairly, fairly accurate, or fairly confident in this statement of only thing that is more regulated than the trucking industry is probably someone that runs a nuclear reactor. That's probably the only thing that has maybe a space shuttle. Maybe a space shuttle. But they get paid way more, and it's probably a lot fucking cooler than driving this bloody thing. Well, dude, it's a
2: space shuttle. <laughs> there,
1: there's very few industries that are as
2: regulated as the transportation industry. Everything is regulated when we can break, or like how long we can take breaks,
1: how long we can work, how long do we have to sleep, how long we're actually able to travel,
2: how loads are moved, how they're secured. How are they, uh, everything. Everything. Is the vehicle maintained to a certain standard? And and I'm not saying these are bad things. But I'm saying you regulate the shit out of it. I have to know what is the safe operating, uh, speeds.
1: What are the weights? What am I hauling? How is it loaded? What kind of condition is my vehicle? Everything. Everything you see on a truck. If you see a hole in it, that guy knows about it and there's probably a good chance that uh, he would get hauled in for it. If I have one light burnt out on this trailer, on, on the truck, on the truck or trailer, if there is a light burnt out,
2: one light, one light, one light, I can be put out of service. Put out of service for one light not working. And, you know what? Okay, as a professional, Well, you don't get paid a professional's wage. Anyways, I'm just, I'm ranting, I'm getting pissed off, and I'm getting hot. So, the point is, the people that are, are ended up hired on from another country can't do their job because they're now under the gun. They have this green card looming over top of their head. They can't do their job effectively. Or they're running to the ground and cause an accident. Everyone knows and and, before anything it took a semi
1: plowing into a school bus of children before governments finally recognized, hey, maybe we should do something about training programs.
2: No shit. Yep. Should have been done a long time ago. (laughs) Like, but but the, the but the trade off is
1: so it costs more to get it. it costs about $12,000 in Manitoba. 10 to
2: $12,000 to do it now. Your starting wage is like $30,000 a month or a year. You you can become an apprentice at any trade school and
1: make more. And at least you have ongoing training where your pay will increase. You don't have you Nothing like that in transportation. Mind you, it's not unionized at all. But, I don't know, I'm not a pro-union guy.
2: I'm sure my opinion could be swapped on. But I just... So it ends up dragging everyone else down. So if you have someone that comes from a country, they didn't have a lot. If
1: they didn't have a lot in that country, going anywhere and getting anything is more than what they had.
2: And in fact, a lot of that money that they make ends up going back to their home country. And I'm not faulting them for it. It's it's their decision. Do what you want. But it drags the entire
1: industry down because the drivers, well, like I said, every four-wheeler sees one guy do something dumb, they assume every single one of them is dumb. That's... Yep. It's so... I don't know, I and mean, I guess just being on the other side of, the, you know, of the, the windshield, I suppose.
2: You can tell a professional from an, an, from an amateur guy. I was in an accident. First time, first, guy, first trip this guy was ever on. Slammed into the back of my truck. While driving through BC. Because it was snowing, there was black ice. I was able to maintain it, but he, that's the thing. He doesn't even know. And I, 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 one thing I taught my students was assume no, anyone around you doesn't know what they're doing. You have to play like that. One thing, and, and I, I
1: don't know, I guess this is becoming me rant about truck driving. But <laughs> That's okay. One thing... I'll 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 use this as a as an overall kind of. You think this is easy? You're just driving a truck. This is the type. This is how many steps it takes in order to make one right turn. One right turn.
2: We'll just we'll just keep it simple. You need to check your left side, check your right side, anticipate what kind of intersection you're working with. People are. What? What do you mean, what kind of intersection?
1: What kind of lights is it? What's the curb like? Is it a yield? Is it a merge?
2: Is it a sharp shoulder? Or is it pushed back? Is it recessed? So you need to assess those things. What are the lights doing? What is opposing traffic doing? What is cross traffic doing? We haven't even gotten to the intersection yet. So, left turn. Or left side, right side, what type of intersection is it? What is opposing traffic doing? What is cross traffic doing? Then you can finally start, what type of turn do I need to make? Because it's not
1: just, I turn right and go. No, you need to make it so that your semi does not go into the opposing traffic. Cannot do that. So we're now, or traffic lights. Well, yeah, try not to hit those people frown on those. <laughs> so we're, we're seven steps in
2: and we're just at the intersection. So we're at what kind of turn am I making? Next, you can actually start preparing for your turn. So
1: whether you need to straddle two lanes. And cars don't seem to understand that the reason that I'm straddling two lanes is because I can't do it in one. So I need to do both. So then you have people that like to squeeze in on your right side. So not only do you have to navigate this turn with about 75 feet of steel
2: that's not steel but you get the point. You have to not only just navigate this turn you now have to be aware
1: that there's someone's going to try and sneak in on your right side. I had someone do that. I had a lane blocked off. I had it blocked off with my trailer. They hopped the curb to get back on the road to make the turn that I was making. You know what the funny part? And I, and I know I kind of am sidetracking, but... Yeah. yeah. You know what the funny part is? If I made that turn and I ended up striking him, I'm at fault.
2: Well, of course. That's,
1: that's the real, real funny part. But anyways. Okay,
2: so we're checking our left side, checking our right side. We are checking uh, opposing traffic, cross traffic, what kind of intersection is it, and what kind of turn are we going to make. Once there, then we can actually start making our turn. We need to ensure that our trailer doesn't hop the curb. We need to make sure that our tractor doesn't hop a curb. Shut up. Then, once you're finally done, once you've made your turn, so the tractor and trailer have cleared
1: the, the curb, you still need to straighten out and be in
2: the proper lane to finish your turn. So there's about 10 to 12 steps just to make one turn. One right turn. And that's to do it properly. So, it's, uh... I, and I... And I I wish this would just blast out into every single car. It just, it was a, an emergency warning, like,
1: hey, fuckface, this is what it takes to drive a semi. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, I don't
0: know. I'm, I'm... Well, don't even get me started on those <sighs> digits that sit there and we'll, cut in front of a semi and then slam on their brakes or slow right down or something like oh. that. I don't understand like you're the size of a fucking house like weight no. wise and you think oh. that you're not going to be able to or you're going to be able to stop fast enough
2: So here uh, okay since we're we're kind of starting story time a little bit here story time with Tyler I had a car they, they pulled in front of me, slammed on their brakes, and made a right turn. So we were, we, well, maybe I should back this up a little bit. Um, so I, I was going about 70 kilometers. I don't know what that's in, in freedom miles, but,
1: uh, what is that? 45, I think it's about 40, 40, 45
2: miles. Car pulls in front of me, slams on their brakes, and makes a right turn into a McDonald's. That was their... I don't know. I ended up having to slam on my brakes, and I ended up having to hit a shoulder. Just so that I wouldn't hit them. So it's that type of stuff that happens. And and again, a a professional driver is looked at, why didn't you avoid it? At some point, it has to be somebody else's responsibility. Here's another story. This is when I was getting my license, my instructor, excuse me, sorry, my instructor's license. The, I guess the the guy that was doing the course said that there was a
1: semi traveling in in the States uh, for the company that he was with.
2: There was a school bus that was coming down a hill to his left. And it was like a intersection. The school bus, or I guess the driver noticed that the school bus could not stop. The,
1: the school bus was sliding down this hill. Ended up blowing the stop sign, and the driver made the decision. He put the semi and the trailer in the ditch. EMS came, to, and, you know, the, the driver
2: was okay, the school bus was okay, everyone inside, everyone was fine. but. The company, and, and this guy kind of, he seemed quite proud of it. I put him on two weeks suspension because he
1: did not know, or he should have seen that the school bus could not stop and should have made a better decision. He should have been able to anticipate somebody else's
2: moves. At, w- at what point is it, you, 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 you have to be clairvoyant to know what's going to happen.
1: At what point does it's a school bus driver? It's not some you know some normal person that doesn't have any improvement on their license. You need to have a special license to haul a school or to drive a school bus. In Canada, I think it's a oh, there's a class? Yeah, I was going to say class two, but I thought that was for emergency vehicles. No, that's class four. Okay. Okay, so you have to have a class two. I think any. I think a class two is actually anything with up to twenty six or twenty four seats in it. Uh,
0: what class two is not up to? There's a school bus that's up to, I think, twenty six seats. But your class two, without your school bus, could actually go. I think to thirty six. Okay. I believe. I could be wrong, but I think.
1: Okay. But anyway, so, but, but whatever. That's besides the point. But the, the, point, the point that I was making was this guy, the, uh, EMS, was thanking this guy, saying that you saved all these people's lives. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then to have his boss say, well, why'd you do that? Shouldn't you have known that that bus wasn't going to stop? And the guy so- was put on his suspension.
0: What exactly would his boss want him to do? Like, what would have been the better Our thing for him to do?
1: To anticipate that this was going to happen. And then what? Stop. Oh. Okay. Like, like I said, at some point, like when I approach intersections, I, yeah, I look. Like, I don't just, da, da, da green light means go, no. All right, here, I'll ask you this. And,
2: I, and I'm pretty sure I've asked you this. Oh, anyone, anyone, and, I, and we'll just give it a couple seconds. What does a green light mean? No cheating. What does a green light mean? Do 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 do. do. Okay, no, enough time. Dan,
1: what does <laughs> a green light? What does a green light mean? Go. No. Are you are you being serious or? Well,
0: yes and no. Okay. I, I'm, I'm saying that green means go, but you have to do it with a side of caution as well. You can't just see a green light and assume, okay, I'm just going to go. You still have to be aware of your surroundings.
1: That is not what a green light means. A green light means proceed with caution. I
0: thought that was the yellow light.
1: No. Green light means proceed with caution. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Fucking prove me wrong. Yeah, I'll even type it in. What does a <laughs> green light mean?
0: See, at times like this, we need uh, a guy that's like like that's on the Joe Rogan show. So he could just sit there and Google our shit for us.
1: What does a green street street light
2: mean? So, um. Oh, Screen. Okay, now. Anyways, the point is, you can only, as a driver, I think, at some point, responsibility has to transfer to someone. At some point, this
1: guy did as much as he could, and I've done the same thing. I've put my truck in the ditch.
2: I've I've put my truck in 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 snowbanks. So that I didn't kill somebody. That's that's one thing that I find absolutely... Like, it's it's a a reflex.
1: So, here, here, we'll go with another story. No, actually, you know what? No, no. No, Hold on. But this just
0: honestly... Like, it shows the lack of humanity. This person literally saved the lives of everybody that was on that bus by avoiding the crash... And he's getting suspended for it. He's literally getting penalized at work because the truck, the load, everything else was more important, no, more valuable to them than the lives of people.
1: I don't think it was that. Because any safety coordinator, they have to do something. Unfortunately, that's the, that's the insurance world that we live in. Insurance dictates everything liability dictates everything. So,
2: in order for them to do it, they need to show that corrective action was was being taken. Sorry. (sighs) Something corrective had to be taken. So, they have to say, okay,
1: well, we we appreciate what he did, but there are places that it could have been improved. So, because of that, he is going to be pulled off the road, Possibly, you know, some type of retraining or whatever. The worst thing you can do,
2: remember the old expression. If you follow up a horse, get back on. It is yep. the worst thing you can do is if you
1: are in an accident is to now live, relive that experience over and over. Because I'm sure that driver is, wasn't the same, even though he didn't do anything wrong but now he starts second-guessing his own
2: knowledge, his own abilities. You end up planting a seed in the back of his head that he is no longer capable of doing a job. And
1: for what? 50,000 a year? Maybe 60?
0: Yeah, that's very
2: true. To get... To get... Kudos. To get praise. From the people that normally,
1: well, we would be having to, you know, scrape red paint off the off the street
2: for the next like week they commended him they thanked him for for what he did a selfless act and and no it, it, the the company were, mind you this company is now out of business so you know that that just
1: shows their i guess their uh they're caring but can't
0: really say that I'm sad about that after this story.
1: Yeah, no, but and and but the, and this but this is the type of stuff that I think people don't think about. Like, if you were going to be in a collision, you just kind of, oh my god.
0: <laughs>
1: no, as as a professional driver, it's how can I mitigate damage? Damn. Nine times out of ten, I will I will sacrifice myself because I know I. I I'll I'll tell everyone this right now. If I slam into someone, I could slam into them 100, 110, doesn't matter, highway speed. We could slam, a car and a semi could slam into each other. I could almost guarantee that I'm walking out of that, maybe with a few
2: bruises. I would say probably 9 times out of 10. No, I would say 99 times out of 100, that's what would happen.
1: Maybe I'm exaggerating. I'm probably, I'm exaggerating. Well, more than not, the
0: truck driver is going to survive.
1: (laughs) Well, but I don't even mean just survive.
2: Be virtually unscathed. Virtually no damage to them. But a car, you could have, the, 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 the car could be obliterated. And... So that, that's kind of some of the thoughts that go through. And, and,
1: and actually, for me, these are some ideas that go through my head are. In the event
2: of this, like, and it's, it is something that I pay attention to. Where I am. What, hap- what can I do if this happens? I'm always kind of thinking about that type of stuff. Like, hey, what if I suddenly blew a tire? Well, make sure that I'm, ha- I'm holding on to the steering wheel. But you know that kind of that kind of stuff. What happens if if a car comes out? What happens if a car starts sliding and I'm going to slam into it? Well, I guess I'm going into the ditch. I guess I'm hitting something inanimate. Ah. Uh, what this turn into what an
1: hour of me bitching and moaning?
0: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's okay though.
1: No, but but I guess to t- kinda of get back to the initial the whole of the initial point was <laughs>
0: uh, He's in Regina,
1: guys. Cyclists <laughs> fucking suck. Saskatchewan should be nuked off the face of the earth. Trust me, hey. uh, Saskatch- Saskatchewan Saskatchewan miners. Manitoba's a close second. I, I actually you know what? I think if you did a coin flip Either one, I'd be happy with.
0: Hey, I got family in Saskatchewan.
1: Oh well, I'll tell them to move. And <laughs> don't bring your shitty engineering ideas here. Or road—I don't know what, what. do you call it? Road. Uh, road design, whatever. Don't bring that here. Construction. No, no, no it's road design. Someone that designs.
2: You design roads. It gets traffic flow. Anyways. Saskatchewan, fix your fucking roads. Fix your roads. Alright, uh, that's, um, that's all I got to say. Are you sure?
1: <laughs> no, I, I could keep going forever. I know. I know. Alright, um, is there anything else you want to talk about or stock it up there?
0: <laughs> well, look at the 10. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <Yeah. sighs> okay. So, earlier this week, I was, um, for, I guess, a lot of people who don't know, I love Scientology. Now, I don't love it as in, I am a Scientologist, I want to be a Scientologist, hell no. I love The craziness of Scientology like I absolutely loved that uh, docu-series that was on uh, Scientology the aftermath with Leah Remini and um, oh my god what's his name Mike Rinder there we go I loved it I could not get enough of it so I love Scientology (laughs) But anyway, so I had found this new podcast and I didn't realize it was out there, but there's an actual podcast that's out there called Scientology Fair Game with Leah Remini and Mike Rinder. They started doing this podcast after the docu-series had ended. So, I'm into it. I'm watching my videos or well, listening to my podcast. <laughs> and now On YouTube, it's under Scientology Fair Game, which is the name of the podcast. Now, they had 1.6-something thousand uh, subscribers, okay? So I'm watching it. There was, I think, 50-some-odd videos on there, and I'm on video three, or podcast three. Wait,
1: okay, sorry, I'm interrupting. A green traffic light means you may go but only if safe, to do so. It oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> we were moving on from that. <laughs> but there you go, guys. That's what a green traffic sign means. Anyway, so back to my story. So I'm on episode three. I'm working, listening to my podcast as I work, literally in the middle of the podcast. Now, okay, I don't know if anybody knows about or anything about Scientology? Do you know really anything about Scientology, Tyler? Um,
1: where do you, how, how much, uh, how much time do you got?
0: <laughs> well, just, do you know what okay, fair uh, game
1: means? Well, I know, well, Scientology was started by L. Ron Hubbard. He was the most prolific shitty fiction writer in history. Yeah. Um, he ended up buying a boat and to evade paying taxes. Uh, when he came back, he said that he founded Scientology. And um, they are the only
2: place to sue the IRS into submission. Huh. I, know, um, I know about their uh, what the hell's the thing with the fucking cans. That stupid thing. What the hell's that thing called? Oh, my God. It's it's th- going, is, it go, is it going clear, or is that just what that documentary was called? It, that's
0: just what the documentary is called. That's the whole process of Scientology, is to go through the different levels to get to the end, which is going clear.
1: Oh, okay. Um
0: yeah. oh, what okay. the hell is that thing? I know what you're talking about. It's not their truth meter thing, but it's something along those lines. It's almost like um. A lie detector test-esque type thing.
2: I can't remember I, the name of I it right now. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but anyways. Oh, okay, I thought you were still talking. Anyway,
0: okay, do you know what fair game means? In well,
1: I guess just in general, but... Well, fair game, well, I would assume fair game means that these topics are allowed to be talked about.
0: No. So fair game, actually the definition for it, is a person or a thing that is considered a reasonable target for criticism, exploitation, or attack. So in Scientology, they have this thing called fair game. Now, anybody who speaks out against Scientology, whether you're an actual Scientologist, if you have questions, or media, or anybody who essentially even asks any questions in their quote-unquote religion, is considered fair game. So they can literally try to destroy your life and that is one thing that people who have left Scientology, like that, that's something that happens to them. People literally will harass them, get them fired from their jobs. Like there are so many horror stories, it's ridiculous. And if anybody is as fascinated as I am and how fucked up Scientology is, please go check out that podcast. but to get back to that. So. I'm listening to the podcast, and they're just talking about like fair game, stuff like that. Now, anybody who doesn't know, Leah Remini and Mike Rinder were part of Scientology and have now left Scientology. So they're trying to bring awareness about the quote-unquote religion and all the shit things that happen in it. And try to help people get out or help people who have come out either be able to express their stories or get them help. Now, as I'm listening to this podcast, as they're talking about this shit, literally all of a sudden my screen, like my sound goes dead. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then I go look on the screen and it says this video cannot be played. And I'm like, what? Okay. So I click on the icon that says the Sarinti- uh, sorry, Scientology Fair Game to get back to that channel, thinking maybe that one video is just corrupted or something. So I click on it. Now, when I look it up in YouTube, I would look up Scientology Fair Game Podcast. The little logo comes up and it says in it, it's a black background, white lettering, Scientology fair game, I would click on it, then all of a sudden it would bring me to a completely different thing that was called Morbid, a true crime podcast. First I thought maybe this was just some weird glitch or I clicked on something else. Nay, nay. I tried multiple times on the computer, through my phone, everything. That podcast... The Scientology fair game had disappeared. Now all of a sudden it was replaced by this morbid a true crime podcast which now all of a sudden had the same 1.6 blah thousand subscribers but only had two videos up where the other one there was 33 videos or some shit like that so then you hit the back button and you're like, "Hey, what the fuck? Click on the Scientology thing again. Brings you back to this morbid one. Now I was subscribed to the Scientology Fair Game podcast. So anytime a new one would come up, obviously you get notified. Anybody who uses YouTube knows this. I kept getting constant notifications now about this morbid A True Crime podcast. And they literally went from having two videos up that day that I was watching this, which was just a couple days ago, to now there's, I don't know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 28 videos that are on there. And they were literally just started being uploaded three days ago. When I was right in the middle of my podcast up until an hour ago, which I'm looking at it right now. Now, mm-hmm. I happened to look at it um, again today. I still kept trying to find that Scientology Fair Game podcast, and I was able to find it again, but it went from 1.6 thousand. Uh, subscribers to now there's only 273 subscribers and there are seven videos that just started getting uploaded three days ago so I'm thinking because with all this talk and fair game and stuff like that and all the shitty things that Scientology does and all the things that they've had to endure just speaking out against Scientology that they literally got wiped out of on YouTube their thing was redirected to a completely different podcast and they had to start all over again. Like, it's just, it's fucked up.
1: Oh, they're uh, they're a very, uh... Suey company. Company?
0: It's not even Suey. Religion? It's the shit that they do is fucked up.
2: Well, like,
0: they can literally just destroy your life. They can do all this shit... And yet, there's no repercussions for it.
1: No, because, uh, well, I guess in, in a sense, it's a consenting adult. That would be my guess anyway. But I think at some point, what are you, when are you no longer consenting and when you try to leave, uh, you can't? But they're funded. They're funded by, you know, put the conspiratorial hat on. They're funded by Hollywood.
0: Oh, 100% fun- they are. That's not even a conspiratorial know. hat. That's fucked.
2: Yeah, no. So they, they have deep pockets. They have very deep pockets. So good luck trying to sue them. You know, in, in North America, money talks. It's, uh, it's a country
1: of, uh, you know, whoever has the most money. It has nothing to do with justice.
0: I don't know. Like, if this, if this doesn't scream how fucked up it can be, like, literally, it's a fucking YouTube channel. Like, they have been um, arrested and shit like that, like Leah Remini and that for doing other things that they're doing, just trying to help people. They have so many lies that are being spread about them and accusations just to try to literally drag their names through the mud, make them look like pieces of shit, make them look like they're fucking crazy. And it's literally like it's being allowed. And even something as simple as, you know, again, I'm into listening to all this shit and I find it so fascinating that people still are in that quote-unquote religion and are still going to it and all the fucked-up shit that they do. Mm -hmm. Like, if you actually know the whole process to being in Scientology, this isn't just a, you know, you go there and, you know, you get... Taught things and that's it. No, you were literally forking out thousands of dollars to take their courses to get to the going clear. And I'm talking thousands upon thousands of dollars. These courses are not cheap. And I don't know any other religion that actually makes you take these courses or takes courses, period, just to find a higher self. Like normally in religion, that's something that you were taught. You know, they they teach you be good to one another, do this, do that. You don't have to fork out a fuck ton of money in order to reach going clear, which should be where you can literally tell your body you no longer have cancer and all this other shit, which
1: is... Well, what's that? At what point does it become,
2: like, it becomes criminal? Like, you know... I think it was it was Steve Jobs and and I I wasn't I've
1: never actually seen how much or how how true this was but my understanding was that when he died I believe he died from cancer but before he was ta- he was going through like modern medical procedures and somehow he ended up getting convinced to do like it wasn't like faith healing but it was like that type of shit like Reiki healers and giving that you know, with fucking stupid crystals that'll help you and, and all this stuff. I'm not saying Steve Jobs was a great guy. Like
2: Apparently the guy was an absolute piece of shit. But, yeah, yeah. At, at what point does it become... Like, it's criminal. Like, someone is of... Someone isn't of sound mind. But I don't know if that's... You know, where free choice like hey you know what you want to do that to your body by all means but if you're being coerced into it
1: i i don't know i i'm sure there is some legal ground that if someone is being
2: coerced not to do a life-saving procedure i don't know but carry on i'm not sure it's just fucked up it really is
0: like i even still okay like, I listen to a lot of true crime shit. Like, I fucking love this stuff. But you even think of, like, it within Scientology, David Miscavige, his wife, Shelly Miscavige, has been missing since 2013. She Everybody keeps saying, oh, no, no, she's alive, she's alive, but she has not been seen since 2013. Mm -hmm. And that's actually funny because that's what was the catalyst for Leah Remini to actually leave Scientology because she was questioning it and she got punished for it. She was deemed fair game because she was questioning where someone higher above her was. Even asking a question you get fucked over. Like, that's not allowed. Like, they have so many stories of torture things that they put people through. They literally ship them off on fucking ships, and they're stuck there. They're not allowed to talk to family members. Like, it is so sad. Mike Rinder still has family members who are in Scientology that it won't see him, won't talk to him, because he is considered an enemy now. And... You know, like even think of Tom Cruise. Well, he hasn't seen his daughter Suri because Katie Holmes left Scientology and took their daughter. So he hasn't even seen her daughter because he's still attached to this fucking cult. Like, it's absolutely insane. You were literally choosing that over your family. But anyway, back to the whole Shelley Miscavige thing. She has been missing since 2013. Now, David Miscavige is saying she's completely fine, but nobody will actually produce her, bring her out for people to see. So what the fuck happened to her? And the fact that people aren't investigating this or really even pursuing this and going after this guy of where the fuck is your wife is completely mind-blowing to me especially when you have someone like um oh what the fuck was her name oh shit anyway she's a missing person and they're not doing anything like, I, I just, I don't understand how people aren't pursuing this and forcing him to produce his wife.
1: Yeah, well, I guess that's, uh... Lori that's Vallow, like
0: that's where I was going with that. Sorry. Lori Vallow, her kids, nobody had seen her kids, and they were literally pressuring her and pressuring her, show us where your kids are. Oh, no, 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 they're fine, they're fine. No, show us. Tell us, like, show us proof that they're Okay. They pressured, and of course, then they finally found their bodies, unfortunately. But that's my point, is, like, they're pressuring these people. Where are your kids? Where are your kids? Where are your kids? Well, where the fuck is Shelly Miscavige?
2: Well, Well, uh, I guess when you have lots of money, you just make those problems go away. that makes no sense to me it makes absolutely no sense how this
0: made up thing from a fucking science fiction writer has literally gotten as big as it has and people are so like just into it like just so fucking brainwashed and they literally have that fucked up power that they can, you know, make things go away. Make, make the the law authority not look into them. You know, I don't know. You just pay them off or, but the thing is when they do, when you first become Scientology uh, and you have to go through your little uh, lie detectory meter thing, fuck as if I can't remember what it's called right now. <laughs> but anyway, you know, they get a bunch of um, <laughs> dirt on people they get people to confess to things They they find out what their big secrets are and stuff like that and they use that as blackmail so they have so many things on yeah. these people and the funny thing is that literally everything that goes on in Scientology has to be documented which is something that Uh, L. Ron Hubbard had put into place. So everything that happens there needs to be documented on pen and paper. So if people would actually go in there and ask to see these records, the amount of things that they would be able to uncover and exploit and literally arrest people for is uh,
2: huge. But they don't.
1: Well, it's it's a religious organization and that's that's where the,
2: the big problem comes from. That's a big thing. Well, once once it's a religion it
1: it becomes uh is very hard to sue and it, it looks really bad even though,
2: yeah, it's it's made up, but well you can you can make that argument about every single religion that they're all made up. No, from the thing with like uh, excuse me, sorry. Like with uh well, the, the com- or I guess the, the quote from Richard Dawkins was, you know, we're all atheists. You just, you know, you just have to stop believing in one more God. So, I don't know. I like, I, I, and that's kind of the weird thing is, that, yeah, they, they manipulate people into a state of, of coercion. Now, I'm sure there could be some legal grounds for it. But probably just well, how deep are your pockets?
1: Have you got Tom Cruise like that? There, there's a reason why I haven't seen any of his movies in in years. There's a reason why I haven't seen any of the, any actors that have been in that that are in that group for years. I vote with my dollars, and it, when I know where the money's going, I kind of stop it. Uh, there's there's a reason why I don't support Coca Cola anymore. Well. Because of the decisions that they've made with their, their money. There's a reason I don't support Nestle. Because of the decisions that they've made. So.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. Well. I don't know. That was uh,
0: just my little fucked up story for you. Found it really interesting just listening to all these things about fair game and listening to all these different things that people have to go through. And their horror stories with this religion and literally mid-episode, boom, gone. Like, it's yep. so fucked up.
1: Yep. Oh, no, they, they know what they do is, uh, if it was actually, you know,
2: put into, into the light, I'm sure a lot of people would be going to prison. Oh my god, from the stories that
0: I hear, so many people would be in prison.
2: I don't know. I, I've had the, the, the luck of never running into one of these people, but...
1: I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of any of it. So I don't have a dog in this race. I think all of it's dumb.
2: That's me. E-meter. Got that.
0: Sorry. It's called an E-meter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, all right. how long have we been going for?
0: Um... An hour and 21 minutes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I got a little quote. Okay. Don't resist the change that is taking place in your life right now. Change is an opportunity for growth. Forcing things to stay the same will only further hinder your potential. Don't resist the new life. Embrace it.
1: What does that make you think of?
0: Oh, I' don't, oh. it was just <laughs> you put me on the spot there I was like uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know just it was something that I read and I just thought like it you know don't fear change change is an opportunity for growth and just go with it embrace it I liked it
1: I would look at it as change in terms of self-improvement I think I think we should all strive to to be a better version of our yesterday self. Yes. There was one thing that I seen, I, you know, and I'm not am not a big Matthew McConaughey fan. I believe it was Matthew McConaughey, but it, this this actually gave me a lot of respect if it was from him. And so sorry if I'm misquoting him
2: or uh, misattributing the quote, but it was something to the effect of. Who was your role model? And he said, me, 10 years in the future. And he would always try to, you know, reach that that better part. So it was kind of that, he always tried to, to do better than the person he was 10 years ago. yes that was matthew mcconaughey and to anybody
0: listen to his um motivational speech the 13 truths it's in there and it is fantastic it literally just lit a fire on my butt
1: yeah so it was kind of where do you want to be in 10 years
2: and you know striving to to be an improvement on that And the, kind of the, the, my kind of basis is you leave the world a, a better place than you found it And uh, I think you should try to do that in your own life too is you know when you wake up tomorrow, it's a new day to be a better you to be a more generous person, to be a more loving person, to be a friendlier person so I don't know I think this world needs a lot more
1: empathy and a lot more love Well, I don't know maybe that's just my lame ass
0: hippie no, idea but. I 100% agree I think the world would be a much better place
1: yeah I think so
0: yeah and one all more right. thing oh. to oh, go what? on with all the stupid people we talked about today Please neuter your pets, and your weird friends, and your relatives. Just saying.
2: Uh,
0: (laughs) Neuter them all. (laughs) Stop with the stupid people.
1: Uh, Okay. Um, (laughs) Well, I guess uh, on that wonderful note... um, (laughs) I guess, thank you everyone for, uh, for tuning in. Um, you can find us on Spotify, uh, all, all major, uh, podcasting platforms. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, you can find us on Rumble, um, we're looking at trying to set some stuff up for, uh, like, Patreon people, so, um, if, uh, if you want to support the show, you're more than welcome to, um, things are only going to get better, and, uh, my nipples are only going to get harder so so uh with that thank you everyone also sorry we're
0: also on instagram uh at we're underscore offended underscore show uh the link for that will also be in the description don't forget to like and subscribe and help us out
2: all right right. let's end it there (laughs) good night everyone